Hot Sauce Podcast. I'm Larry Mogi. And if you're interested in looking for me on Twitter, you can find me at FF Larry Monkey. And as always, right over here, we got Mr. At Run DFF, who's just getting his ass shit talked on by his wife, Justin Rogers. What's up, my man? You know, it was a mistake to ever let her, and I say lit in uh, high quotation marks there, to ever invite her into any fantasy league I was in because she beat me a few times and I have never stopped hearing the end of that shit. She's over there getting a glass of water and she's like, I used to beat him in the fantasy league. <laughs> like, Damn it, get your ass back in the bedroom and leave me alone. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. What's going on? What's new with you? Not a whole lot, brother. Not a whole lot. I'm just overworked and underpaid. That's all. And the problem is I set my own pay, so I think I'm doing this wrong. You are underpaying yourself, in other words. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I need to reevaluate life. You got to stop ripping yourself off, man. I'm I'm telling you. You got to move up to the Northeast, man. That's where you make the big bucks up in these parts. Yeah, but I got to spend about four times more, too. No, <laughs> I don't know, man. Our gas is pretty cheap up here, and you don't got to pump it either. That's true. Wouldn't <laughs> have to get out of my car and get my my shoes dirty. Yeah, no. I bet is your gas under three dollars yet? It is not under three dollars. Oh, okay. It is hovering gas. right around. Is that starting to happen under three bucks? Oh, we're at like two eighty three. Oh. I'm looking at the Kroger is two eighty eight. Yeah, wow. like two eighty five. Yeah, yeah, we got. We got the cheap shit down here, man. Yeah, exciting. Sure is. I'm as exciting as week four in the books. It was like a massacre with injuries, right? This is like the first week that injuries are really affecting rosters. Mm. I think is what it is. You know, like there's been a player here, player there missing, whatever. But we we got some real question marks out there now. You hate to see the ACLs with the running backs. You know what? Though we made it all the way to week four. Before we right. had our first major ACL injury either. Yeah. So, I mean, Gervonta, and it stinks because he didn't really get a chance to take off. You know, he was kind of piddling around there, and then he, he had, gets the ACL. It's not like he was really tearing it up up, and, up until that point. No. So if you were recently acquired him, you would be very disappointed. Dude, thank goodness I didn't acquire him anywhere. My problem is that I have him on several contenders. Mm. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yes, so. I have him in. I have him in a couple of spots. One of which is a contender, the Warzone League. I have a monster team. I had Brees Hall on my bench, so he's going to slide right into that Javante yeah. spot. Big day to Miles Sanders, who was who I was kind of like on the fence. You know, when you're on the fence between two guys, and you're like, ah, you know, I always pick the wrong guy, the guy that'll go in and doesn't get any points. But this week, I played Miles Sanders. Congratulations. That was a, <laughs> yeah, a well-deserved one there. When was the last time this guy put up a game like that? Holy moly. I have no idea, honestly. That was ridiculous. I, mean, I don't know that he's ever had a 30-something point game or whatever. I'm crushing my redraft leagues. This is fantastic. My charity leagues, I'm 4-0 in a couple. I'm 3-1 really? in a couple. A couple 2 and twos in there. That's really a result of me not setting my optimal lineup and losing because of me yeah. making a bonehead starts it i am 500 in all of my redraft leagues except one i'm one and three in the in that one and i'm so aggravated because i had the second highest points this past week and lost hmm. and it's one of those like man i needed that win so i'm four and four in scott fish i'm two and two in polys and two and two in a home dra- redraft you know just Really mediocre there. My dynasty leagues, on the other hand, 
I can't lose it for trying to lose. Oh, tough guy. Well, no, I, I would <laughs> like to. I drafted a team this year. Uh, Rocky started a league, one hit wonder. And I drafted, I think I drafted, it's one of those, he did it very similar to the Hot Sauce League where you draft future first. So you can draft other people's future first. Oh, cool. All right. And so I think I drafted uh, five 23 first in the middle of that. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five 23 first. So I was bypassing players and I have my own first. Once you know, I'm two and two in that one and just wishing I could lose those other two games. Trade Addicts four no DDCL I'm two and two I'm not trying to win in that league. Hmm. Damn it, man! You, would you here? you want to know the the league I'm doing the worst in is the OG league? No, well, yeah, <laughs> yes. The yes. fishbowl. My fishbowl team is just. Is it really? I have Javante and Cordero Patterson. Yeah, that's gonna hurt your your shit up a creek right now. I mean, I did go heavy running back, which was good because I still have Brees Hall, Najee Harris, James Robinson. Um, but right. still, I mean, that's two guys I was counting on to put up some points. Yeah. And now I'm just not working out. Just uh, working. But I mean, I'll gladly trade in the fish, my fishbowl team for my other charity and redraft leagues because I seem to be doing very well in all, all of them. And so whatever. Usually it's, you know, it's the other way around. My fishbowl team is crushing and... I'm just like, you know, looking right. for waiver wire scraps in these other ones. But, you know, I've got two teams that are doing really well. I've got that team I just mentioned, but I'm only four and three. But I'm first, I'm tied for first in the all play, and I have the most points by like 50 something points. Mercer and I were talking about it in DM. Like, it's, it's really weird how I'm four and three in that league because of double headers, even though I think I might have the best team in that one. But I, I I do have the best team so far in HQ1, and I, I don't think it's a question right now. That team is crazy going off. Now it doesn't have any depth. But boy, yeah, I was about to say you just got you just got nicked up this past weekend. I noticed. Yeah, CPAC goes down. So so I'm counting on later getting a, an Odell back on back, and I do have a trade offer in my inbox, and that one we can talk about in a little bit. Uh, in HQ. Yep, in HQ. Oh, yep. an HQ trade offer. This has got to be from Shane Manila. I would, I would think it's not. No, only because he he put in the uh, the group chat that he had blasted out a bunch of. Yeah, you know he trades. he said that he's like a quarter of you have a, a trade yeah. offer. I'm like, I was like, yeah, where's mine? I jumped on, my, I jumped on there. Like, oh well, do I have a trade offer? No, bastard. Hmm. So. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, that son of a bitch. <laughs> What's your best team? Out there? My best team, dynasty or just overall? Oh, just overall. Yeah. Overall, I'm pretty excited. They're all the same now. Yeah, I have a foreign O, the EFFC, the, the the European Charity League I'm in. It was a fun draft because I went heavy wide receiver. I went zero running back essentially. Did you? I took us. It's a super flex. I drafted Lamar. And then uh -huh. I didn't give a shit about quarterbacks anymore. Uh, I took Watson late, but I went, um, I just went like Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase, Deontay Johnson, Debo. Well, Tyreek and Debo are carrying your team there. Jeez. Oh, they're crushing. Yeah. Man, and then Debo, I had, and then, for all the skepticism about Debo, he is still getting it done. Right. So I was starting one, I was starting Lamar, Cordero Patterson, and then all the receivers, and then just TJ Hawkinson. 
and they and the team has just been humming along, man. Even Hawk is just going berserk, and Lamar is going nuts. Uh, I had Zach Wilson, so I plugged him in this past week, and uh, I also drafted Khalil Herbert, so I'm getting starts out of him now that Cordero <laughs> Patterson's on the bench. It's every, everything seems to be working out very nicely, nice. and I'm four and zero. So that's nice. Probably like my one league where I, I decided to just not draft the way I normally draft. Like I, like I said, I went heavy wide receiver and just kind of had some fun with it. And uh, the team turned out to be pretty good. Got me in a couple trades this week. I don't know when you want to get into that. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead because we right. have a real big project ahead of us. Though. Sure. So I did an HQ1 deal that I have not – I did not get your opinion at all. And I was curious – you did not even say anything about this when it occurred, and I was a little uh, disappointed that I that that this did, that you didn't have a didn't, I didn't get your two cents on this one. I traded George Kittle, the hot topic of discussion last week, when I acquired George Kittle for Hawkinson straight up, and I ended up trading Damian Pierce and George Kittle for C.D. Lamb, a twenty-three second from Greggles, and a twenty-three third from Swags. Swags just lost Javante, so maybe that. That 23 third will be a little, a few spots higher than it would have normally have been. Anyway, what what's your opinion on the Kittle Pierce? All right, so what yeah. do you feel about this uh, Pierce well, Kittle? I still want CD Lamb. I want CD Lamb, especially in your position where you're in a rebuild. I want Lamb. Kittle's getting older. Pierce, I mean, he's been solid so far this year. Um, past game involvement is not great, as far as I remember. But, uh, I think that on the short term, he's fine, but I wouldn't bank on him being a long-term NFL guy, you know? So, Agreed. I almost I almost think of him as a Michael Carter. Like, he's there yeah, right, uh, right, right. running back to get through the season. Then, they're, you know, as they're building their team, they'll they'll get their 1A guy. Right. When, they, when the 201 comes around and they're, they're picking right. on their – they're picking, you know, because it looks like right now they're in the driver's seat for the first overall pick. Which would also give them the first overall pick in the second round, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this move. Um, yeah, I like CD Lamb. The picks are probably irrelevant because I mean that's a third rounder, so at best it's the thirty third pick, right? And, and that second, second rounder, rounder, that second rounder is pretty much the pick I I draft. I took Damian Pierce with, so it's almost like I threw Pierce back into the pool for for what I paid for him. And you never know this the way Gregel's team is. I mean, he's been hit with a bunch of injuries too. So this might end up being a top twenty pick. It'll it'll, it'll be it'll be definitely a top twenty five pick. I thought Gregel's was going to be better this year, and his team is a little lacking. Um, he might have swung too soon last year getting Russ Wilson, and that may but well, Dak. I mean, he made yeah. that big move for Dak. Yeah, right. Both of those. Right, and Gino's kind of carrying his team right now. Cam Akers is killing him. Antonio Gibson's killing him. Uh-huh. I mean, he's got no run. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's injured. So that's so. yeah, his team is is struggling a little bit with some injuries and underproduction. So yeah. we'll see what happens there. That second could be decent. Yeah, I, I mean, there great. there are folks that just don't like CD Lamb, and I don't understand it. You know, he's getting like a thirty was thirty percent target share. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's always been the man. Like he's everyone's always been like, oh, CD Lamb. Like everyone's been waiting for him to just be this dominating wide receiver. And yeah. he's starting to be this dominating wide receiver, and I, and and for some reason, I mean, I get he plays for Dallas, which turns a lot of people off. And Dak will be back in a few weeks, so sure. Yeah. You're saying that he was hot and heavy. That Alex was hot and heavy for Kittle. Yes. Well, he must not have been too hot and heavy for Kittle. 
because that yeah. is who he is trying to send me. Really? It is Alex sending me a trade. Nice. Now he's, the, he's been the wheeler and dealer. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know how interesting because, man, it, it feels weird to even reject this, but I'm leaning toward rejecting it, even though I probably shouldn't. You know what? And I thought it was odd that he was after Kittle. I mean, he must be like, I'm getting Kittle so I can do this with him because he has Ertz and Goddard. So, I mean, and this is not even a real tight end premium. It's just 1.25. Well, really this, like this move is really going to confuse you, Larry, because he mm -hmm. offered me George Kittle and his 24 second for Pat Fryermuth. Huh. So now he's just trying to acquire a different tight end. And I feel like this is buying low on Kittle and selling high on Fryermuth, but. Man, Fryermuth has been good. He's averaging 14 points a game in this. He's got he's got three games over 13 points. Out of four. I mean, he doesn't really have that great of a sample size to kind of and the thing talk is, about his durability or anything, but right. And the thing is, only one only one touchdown. So it's not like he's buoyed by touchdowns like last year. He's getting the volume. He's right. got 30 targets through three games, you know, averaging seven and a half targets a game. On the other hand, Kittle has five and four targets in two games. That's who's staying in the block right. because they've lost two left tackles now. They're on their third string left tackle. So let me get your opinion on something. You're tanking. Are yeah. you starting the best possible lineup you can possibly yes. start if you're yes. tanking? Yes. So and in fact, that's why I'm two and two in the DCL and why I'm, uh, Two and two in that one-hit wonder league. And I played Dynasty Madman this past week, and uh -huh. I was losing to him. It was 124 to 127. And all I had going was Allen Robinson. Mm -hmm. I think he was, I think he may have been done. So I was like looking at it, I'm like, man, man, I could I, mean, I have Jody Fortson sitting on my bench. If the Kansas City game is that night. I'm like, oh, you know what? Let me throw in Fortson and 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 see if I could take take the L out of, out of this. Uh, maybe I'll get a zero out of him. <laughs> Jody Fordson. You know what? Tight end, Kansas City. Right here. If I had kept Allen Robinson in, With I would have I would have lost to Dynasty yeah. Madman. Uh -huh. But because I put Jody Fordson in, who got one target for one reception for a 10-yard touchdown, 8.75. Yep. And I beat the Dynasty Madman. That's so. karma for you right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I shouldn't have done you know it. What? <laughs> I got bit. You know what? Second touchdown of this guy's of the season for Fortson. You tried to outsmart know. and outplay and be a little cute trying right. to trying to because tank. who is starting Jody Fortson God. over Allen Robinson? Yeah. Right. Allen Robinson. Yep. He hasn't even cracked a hundred yards yet this year. As a whole for the for the entire year, right? That is correct. He's his his line for this year: nine catches, ninety-five yards, one touchdown, eighteen <laughs> targets, eighteen targets. Gross. Now, on the flip side, I was watching the Manning cast on the Monday for the Monday night game, and and Peyton Manning was like, he was kind of saying about Allen Robinson. Listen, they gotta. He needs to. He needs to get the chemistry. It'll come. You just got to be patient. He'll, you know, he'll. It'll come with Stafford and this and that. And he was pretty confident that a Rob will get it together at some point. And I'm just like, dude, I need to flip this guy. He cannot. I have no interest in having this guy in my rebuild team. But he's not giving me. He's not helping me at all. He's not helping himself to get off my team. Right. 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 Yeah. You. You're stuck with him. He's gonna be your perpetual dude. Yeah, you just I mean, sold for nothing. 
you know. I was hoping to throw him in. Um, but I just have to wait for him to string together a few few games. Yeah, it doesn't feel like throwing him in is going to be any more than a throw-in. You know, yeah. that's the problem. So my rebuilding team is is pretty good. I picked up C.D. Lamb, and he's a, he's a stud. Your rebuilding team is not good, Larry. Oh, dude. First of all. No. You, okay, Larry. You're well, I have no run. I have zero running backs. <laughs> yeah, your, your rebuilding team is not good, which is good because that's, that's your goal. Um, somehow you lost to the madman. But you I have beat four, him. I beat the bad man. I mean, uh, somehow you beat the madman. You have 486 points for, which is the fourth worst in the league. Now, you're not close to the third worst. Like, there's a big gap between the, the worst three and the net and you. Right. I got 100 points on uh, as the fourth guy, on the third guy. Right, right. But so, that's fine. I have all of their first round picks, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Or I got the Dickies. I got Dickies. And, you have Dickies yeah. first? Yeah. So you got the 101, and then, you know, by the end of it, I think you probably end up with the 104. So uh, I have six first-round picks. I have two second-round picks. Don't you have the 116? <laughs> Potentially. I could have the 116. This is my pick, by the way, guys. So let me give you my other trade. Who do you like in this deal? Okay. Justin Fields and Jalen Waddell or Kyler Murray? Hmm. If this was preseason, I probably would have said Fields and Waddle, but I want Kyler. Kyler is the QB six on the season. His head so, coach is the, is favored to lose his job first. Kyler is the QB six on the season. Whether you think he's playing well or not, that dude puts up points. You're right, and we could talk about that in a second. So I so here's made the, deal. the deal. How much confidence do you have? Because I guess you got Fields the way you're. I got yeah. I took the field side. He was this guy's making a move. He's a contender, and I'm a year away. But I'm I consider myself a playoff team. There's a good chance I'll back into the playoffs. Gave away your your QB one. Yes, it's a start thirteen, two Uh tight ends. So you only got one starter out of that. You only got Waddle. I did get Waddle, but I'm hoping that maybe field scares me that he's going to end up being a backup next year. As bad as he is, Hmm. I mean, and I've been a fields person, but. I've never really been a Fields guy, and this might be the only place I have him, as a matter of fact. So I might – maybe I'll just try to move him because, I mean, I have Zach Wilson and Lawrence and Jacoby Brissett and just a bunch of other – I rolled into a season – this is how much of a Fields believer I was. I rolled into a season this year with a team that had Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Baker Mayfield. And I was, I'm a heavy yeah. contender. Uh, my only thing with Fields is that that team is just trans and still in transition, I guess. What I can hope for is that they use all that, that free agency money they got because they got like a hundred something million dollars for the free agent market next year. And they invest in some solid pieces and get things where they need to be because they didn't yeah. do a damn thing to help them out this year. Like they didn't, they didn't add any off the line. They didn't add any receivers of note. You know, they didn't do anything to help him this year. So maybe if he keeps his job and starts in 2023, maybe there's some hope. But I don't know how it gets any better this year. Like, this is just, it's a very frustrating situation. Yeah. Just adding Waddle is huge to my team. Um, That's fair. Just, but... a, just a huge piece. Uh, I can take the hit. Where I don't have the depth at receiver, I can plug and play my QB2. Lawrence becomes my QB1 now, and then I can just kind of plug and play. 
yeah. Uh, hopefully he keeps progressing and turns into a real quarterback. And then I'll just, you know, ride Zach Wilson and Justin Fields uh, as my QB two. Waddle's huge. I mean, that's that's twenty. That's twenty points a game uh, added yeah. to to my wide receiver core. So, and it's a start three wide wide receiver also. So, you know, I got some guys coming in next season because it's a Debbie league or depleted Debbie. Right. So, you know. You know, I got Booty, Kayshawn Booty, Quentin Johnson. To, and then I got Zach Evans and B. John Robinson coming in. So okay, so I'm adding four. You got, got Booty, Evans, and Robinson. Quentin might be something, but anyway, those are my two deals. Kind of happy with it. It's yeah. my first like dynasty share of Waddle, so I'm excited about that. Well, got I made a deal. Up. I made a deal in a redraft league. Literally, as I was coming on to record the podcast tonight. In fact, I had to tell you, hey, hold off a minute. Yes. You didn't know why at the time, but it's because I was doing a negotiation with my best friend. A rare redraft league trade. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear it. So I sent him an offer this morning. He is in desperate need of wide receiver. And I am in desperate need of a running back. So I sent him this morning uh, Rashad Penny and Drake London. For his uh, Najee Harris. Oh my God, what a great deal for you! Well, it would be, and it would be a good deal for both of us because he's out there starting Gabe Davis and DJ Moore in a half PPR league. He's got the lowest points in the league by a, a pretty significant margin—twenty-three points lower than anybody else. Um, we're both one and three. I've got 30, 34 points more than him. My team is decent. I was missing a running back. So uh, he's like, hey, can we talk? You know, and this is how he likes to do things. And I'm perfectly fine with it. Like, if he wants to chit-chat about it and figure it out, we can do it. So we talked for a little while, going back and forth, and he's trying to get – he's trying to go a different route with it. He st- and he wants Jamar Chase. So I'm like, look, if I'm trading Jamar Chase, I've got to get a stud back. And he's like, that's what <laughs> Najee, he's, he's like, that's what Najee Harris is. Harris is. And I was like, no. No, she's not a stud. Liz Frank, Liz Frank Harris. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, Najee's not a stud this year. Najee is a solid r- roster, you know, a solid starter, but he's not a stud. I want Mark Andrews. And so then we're trying to piece it together, and he's offering. He's trying to give me a two for one, and I'm trying to give him a two for one because he's got Alberto Quignabum, Quig, yeah, mm-hmm, Alberto on his roster. And I'm like, there's no so point what? in rostering him. You can drop him. Right. My worst guy is Alexander Madison, who is one bum shoulder away from being the starter in Minnesota. I mean, like I got Tyler Lockett and Drake London and Kareem Hunt and Montgomery and ETN on my – so it's not like I have like a clear drop. Right. We finally come to a, a, an agreement, and it's I just was like, hey, let me send one more offer. So this is what I sent him. I sent him Jamar Chase – Kareem Hunt and Tyler Lockett. All right, so two bench players plus Chase is how I view this. And yeah, I get Kareem Hunt is a he's a he's a star. you can start him. Well, yeah, he's a starter. I mean, it's player. a touchdown. At least it's a touchdown league, right? This is your standard league. It's a half PPR league. Okay. Uh, currently, I have Rashad Penny and Tyler Algier in my Oof. starting lineup. I uh, picked him up off of waivers because you know they don't have any healthy. The Atlanta Falcons have no healthy running backs right now. With CPAT and uh, Damian Williams hurt, so so it's going to come down. Guy, to, huh? 
well, I don't feel great about it, which is why I still want to make a, a trade. <sighs> so I send those three guys, Chase, Hunt, and Lockett, and I get Najee Harris and Mark Andrews. Oh, my God. Oh, man, Chase just carries that weight. I still have Lamb and Hollywood, so I felt good about that. No, that's a great deal, I think. Lamb, Hollywood, London. I mean, I T. Higgins has been outplaying Chase, right? Yeah, yeah. I feel like Chase has just had a blanket on him all season. Yeah, ever since the first game. First game, he he killed it. 16 right. for a buck 29 and a touchdown. Um, you know, the only problem is I lose the upside of Chase in my lineup. But I got a running back now I can start every week and feel pretty good about. And then, uh, of course, the tight end. Now I have Hawkinson. So now I need to figure out when I can move Hawk. I'm going to carry two tight ends. I hate, and that's why I told him, I said, I hate carrying two tight ends. Because <laughs> originally I was trying to move like Chase and Hawk for Najee and Mark Andrews, and he just wasn't biting. He wanted he wanted to move it a little different direction. So he had Pat Fryermeath, so he feels good about moving yeah. Andrews. There is one Cincinnati Bengal that is a, in the wide receiver one conversation, and it is not Jamar Chase. Well, we're going to get into some uh, oh. ones in a little Could bit. I just a little, little tease, drop a tease. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. That's you know that that's the kind of trade where you where you look at the other teams in the league and go, who's struggling? Who can I make an offer to? And what do they need? You know, and if it's something that matches up, like I was super deep at wide receiver and he had none, you know, his best wide receiver is Brandon Cooks. That's the kind of move where you can capitalize on that and hopefully get, hopefully improve your lineup. So redraft trades can happen. Oh, hey, it's eliminator time. <laughs> Man, it's time to flush some folks. It's time to flush them. Oh, yeah. Where's your, where's your uh, toilet? Oh, I'm looking at this guy's team. Oh, it's terrible. Like it's beyond terrible. I don't even know how this how how this guy lasted. I have not looked at his team yet. I know that what it did this week was pretty damn miserable. I mean, who drafts Tristan Ebner? I mean, this this had to be an auto. He must have been on auto for a little <laughs> bit. Tristan Ebner. And you know, speaking of eliminators, guess what? Remember, I I had an auto pick. Bailey Zappy. He got me like two points. Hey, look at there. <laughs> yeah. Did you survive with that two points? Oh, this was in this league. My Bailey Zappy got me two point three six. Yeah, that's a that's a winner right there. <clears throat> yeah, Eric Uzakanma. That's yeah. who he also has him on his roster. Yep. Um, Tristan Ebner. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's not, I don't even know who. I mean, I know who Tristan Ebner is, but I have no idea who Eric Uzakanma is from Miami. Or why anyone would draft him in a uh, eliminator? Yeah. So whatever. But oh, Chris. Yeah. You really stank it up this week. Thirty-one points. Thirty-one points. Wow. That's that's bad. That's yeah. That's, that's, that's beyond bad. That's gonna get you flushed for sure. Yeah, that's not a solid shit either. That is some diarrhea. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That Kyron is Williams. Runny. Ugh. Oh, here comes the guy mowing the lawn. Uh, Kyron Williams, this is <laughs> Traylon Burks, uh, John Mechie. All right, so he uh, he's he's full of players who don't play. 
You know, right. Yeah, he's Michael done Thomas, with Mitch. Lenny and Michael Thomas have left the uh, – He had Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is probably – well, Jonathan Taylor. So he had a bunch of – just a terrible, terrible uh, team. It Sorry. didn't play out well in week four, that's for yeah. sure. Chris Rue, you know, now, now are all those letters silent in this guy's name, you think? Okay, so there are two I, – I Google because last year we didn't know how to do this. We were like, <laughs> huh. And uh, so I I Googled how to pronounce his name because I was thinking Rue. Ah. And there's two different pronunciations, Rue or Ryu. Uh, on the other hand, I think he really wants it to be Riox. I know. Is that his phonetic – did he his Twitter handle is the phonetic spelling? Well, he, couldn't figure out, he couldn't figure out how to draft a good team in the eliminator, and he can't figure out how to pronounce his own name. That's he all I know can how to say. This guy <laughs> has no idea, he has no identity. <laughs> Chris, we love you, but holy shit, this team's awful. Oh man, man, you, you know what? Denver Broncos D year to date's got you 59 points. Doesn't matter now. Doesn't matter. Does not, not matter for the rest of the season. Tristan Ebner's got a minus 2.5 on the season. Really? Negative yeah. points on the season. That's all. You know what, Justin Field? Just, you know, before we send uh, Chris Reox at Reox down the, down the, into the sewer, you know what, Justin Fields, his year to date points? I just looked. Go ahead. 1.1. <laughs> so bad. Oh, John. John Bosch. Uh, 1.17 points. I mean, okay, so to be fair, Justin Fields probably deserves that. Yeah. You know? But just on rushing yardage, you think he would have more than one point. But I guess with all the incompletions in this format. Right. Yeah, man. So, Chris, we'll see you next year, buddy. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, well, we'll see. After At after Re the way we just treated him, who knows? I know. At Reox. Down the tubes you go, my man. Yeah, Reox. We've taken the Maalox. It's time to go. Oh, we're going to have to put some Clorox in that toilet to clean it now. <laughs> Yummy. Wow. I didn't need to do a double flush there. Oh, well, I might as well. With that, <laughs> with this team is just, just ridiculous. I mean, uh, whew, yeah. That's it, man. All right. Well, there you go. We'll see you next week for another flush. Who's it going to be? It's not going to be me because I got plenty of D on the on my team. And that seems to be the key. Look at that. that was uh, quite quite the uh, little rhyme there. It's rhyming and stealing, man. Oh, boy. You got to hear a little beastie boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you, you just teased it just now. Mm. And uh, I, I got a little a little bit for us. A little thing we can do here. It's called uh, Mirage or Oasis. Ooh. Let's go through the uh, top 12s. Well, isn't an Oasis a Mirage? No, an Oasis is actually like water in a desert. Whereas the Mirage is just like the, you know, when you're driving down the road and uh, it's really hot and the road looks shiny out there ahead of you, that's the, what a Mirage is on the sand. You're fine, sir. Yeah. An oasis is a fertile spot in a desert where water is found. Mm. So, so an oasis is physical stuff. All right. We're going to look at the top 12 at each position. And we're kind of, you know, a lot of this can be glossed over because we don't need to ask about Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, et cetera. But there are some names in the top 12 at each position. You know, we'll start with QB that are questionable. So let's figure out if they are a mirage or an oasis. 
All right, so we'll just run through a run through the top twelve here, and then we'll just cross some names off. So we got Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen. Yes, this, is the current, this is the current QB one. The current QB one scoring score based on year to date scoring. Yep, and this is just our fantasy pros standard scoring. It's easy to easy yeah. to process or whatever. Yep, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff. Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, Geno Smith, Tua Tungavaloa, and Derek Carr. So I think the first four we could just ignore. Lamar, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Hurts isn't supposed to be a top three quarterback. No, but he's supposed to be a top 12 guy. Okay. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, no. There's like two glaring, shocking pieces to this to this quarterback discussion one is occurring in the top five and the other one is occurring in the top 10 i think there's two three or four dudes oh, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but so what jared right, goff so jared goff jared goff <laughs> is he is he an oasis or is he a mirage like, can this guy stay in the top 12 all year yes i think, I think so, so too and i With think the volume would... that their offense has i feel and i think we we Touched on this in the off season with all, with all of the upgrades that they have made. Yeah. The emergence of Amaran uh, St. Brown and DeAndre Swift. I mean, Hawkinson. They they built up the offensive line. Like and they was, still don't have Jameson Williams, so there's still more to add to this offense. Yeah, they're beefing up their defense, which also helps the quarterback. So. Yeah, I don't think Goff is – I'm trying to get – I mean, I'm trying to get a 23 first from somebody, but he's right. he's not there yet. He's definitely not there yet. No, we're going to need a few more weeks of this. Yeah. All right, so yeah. continuing on, we got Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. I don't think there's any question about those. We can just say, sure, they're, they're... – That's basically – I mean, outside of Goff, this is your <clears> – this is your this is your, your super flex draft right yeah. now. Yeah, kind of is your super flex top seven, seven of the top eight are right there. Yeah. All right. So uh, number nine, Carson Wentz. How do you feel about him? Yeah. I mean, how do you not say this is a mirage? Of course, this is a mirage. Yeah, it's a mirage. I think I think we're gonna see Sam Howell at some point this season, but he was a no brainer uh, QB one uh, a few years ago. Yeah. Well, you know, he was he was a couple people's QB one overall. Yeah, following that uh, MVP caliber season. So, yeah, this is the thing. He started out with a couple monster weeks. You know, he had like 57 points or 58 points or something like that through two weeks. And then he's gone less than 10 points each of the last two weeks. That's trash. So I think he's on his (laughs) way out of the top 10. How about Geno Smith? What a pleasant surprise with uh, his completion percentage. 77%. 77 percent i mean I um, he's not really he's not airing it out but he, he is, he's connecting he, with his wide receivers he's getting everybody involved his tight ends i mean there's a lot of a lot of people catching the ball when i mean he's got command of that offense and he's got he's got some legs under him too when he look when, uh, he i don't know it. what happened with russ but they're letting gino cook that's for sure he's got the same amount of rushing yards as pat mahomes yeah his uh, air yards per attempt is right in the middle at 15. Any, I mean, when you look at this, he doesn't have the, t- the, the the touchdown passes, but if you give him five more 
touchdown passes, he's like in the top five. <laughs> he's up there with Pat Mahomes. Well, he's up there with Pat Mahomes yeah. and Jared Goff. <laughs> but Jared Goff's not running uh, for 64 yards. Not that right. that really is any big number, but still. Still, um, it's six points that, you know. And what cements Lamar, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts in that top three is they're both, they both, they all, all three of them have, 200 yards minimum. I mean, Josh Allen's at 183, but close enough. They get yeah. some superior rushing yards there, and that's, that's probably what even, even yeah. 183 is four and a half points a game right now. You know, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. You know, that's like I mean, I don't think ball. I don't think Gino Gino's giving me the vibe that he's barring injury that he's just going to be this guy. I don't feel like he's almost stuck in the top 12. Because there's a couple names. Like Carson Wentz has fallen out. Um, Tua is going to fall out because he's going to miss games. He's next on the list. We could just call him a mirage for now. And then, well, let's get to let's get to our last one on the top 12. Tua is going to fall out because he's injured. That's just a given. Sure. And we're not talking about points per game. We're just talking about total points. Derek Carr at number 12. How do you feel about him? Uh, I feel like their offense is still trying to figure themselves out. Oh. And I think he's going to stick around. I mean, they have the weapons, and they're in the division that that they're they're in the shootout division. You think uh, Derek Carr's an oasis? Then he's going to stick around. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's he. Yeah, he. I think he's going to hover around QB the QB one. So really, you only have two guys. I mean, I'm I'm just putting words in your mouth with Tua, but you only have two guys dropping out of your top twelve right now, in Carson Wentz and Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. So let me I mean, ask you about looks, a couple. Of guys. I mean, it looks like it. I mean, who who could creep in? Well, that's what I was going to say. So Russell Wilson is 14th, um, and he is three points behind Derek Carr, less than three points. So how do you feel about Russell Wilson jumping Derek Carr and Carson Wentz? I mean, there's Impossible. also a lot of season left. Yeah. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, we're talking about four games in. It's a pretty small sample size. I got another name for you, Kirk Cousins. Five points behind Derek Carr. So, you know, pretty minimal. Tom yeah, I mean, Brady oh, is out there. Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have anybody to throw to. We talked about this before the season, and he, we, he still doesn't have anyone to throw to. Yeah, I think I think that Derek Carr falls out, too. I've got Wentz, Tua, and Derek Carr all coming out of the top 12. Wentz, Tua, Car- Derek Carr. Yeah. Carr's a fringe guy anyway. He's always in that. QB 12 to 17 or 18 range. You got to think Russell get it together at some point. I think so. I think so. And then I think that, excuse me, I think Kirk Cousins climbs the chart a little bit. And then uh, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, one of the two is going to get something going. Yeah, I figure Brady, once he gets Godwin back and once, once, I mean, he's, uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Let's go to running backs. Let's just go down. baby. All right, so in the top 12 right now, right? So we have Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, CEH, Christian McCaffrey, Jamal Williams, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, James Robinson, and Cordero Patterson. That's your top 12. So I think we feel comfortable with Saquon and Nick Chubb and Eckler, correct? Yeah, sure. They stay healthy. All right, so the first question, and man, just balling out. Ceh, is he sticking around? I don't see why not. They see he seemed to have carved out that role that he has. Right. Why would he not? Why would they? I mean, barring injury, why would they? 
Why would they change things up? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he is averaging five yards a carry. I can't imagine that's sustaining. He's had uh, two games of about 20 points, 19.4 and 21.4. That's no joke. You're you know? saying one of one CEH dud could just knock him right out of the, out of the first? No, I don't think so. He's, he's got 75 points. He, You know, the number 12 guy is CPAT at 59. So Was Dynasty Rich on t- you know, ahead of the game when he traded that 24 first for CEH? Maybe, maybe. Paying off so far. Yeah. You know, balling. That's why he's um, dynasty rich. Uh, yeah, I'll say he stays in the top 12 as well. Uh, I don't like it because it makes me wrong about CEH. I don't think he's going to be in the top five, but I could see him stay sticking yeah. around. Well, we've got some guys down here that I think move out. So Christian McCaffrey, you know, barring injury, He's play, he's a he's a top twelve guy. There's just no no way to push him out. And we're not assuming injury for any of these guys, is my opinion. Just the Panthers are so terrible. Doesn't matter. CEH is QB is RB five right now, with the Panthers being as bad as they've been. Mm-hmm. The, the Panthers have the absolute worst expected points uh, in fantasy. And yeah. still, Christian McCaffrey. Jamal Williams, like he's not. Forget about him. So Jamal Williams, you're taking him out he's of your top. A, he's 12. a mirage. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's a top twelve guy. Um, I think he's going to end up an RB two, maybe a back end RB two. But man, this is going. This is a tough list. Josh Jacobs, what are you doing? Mirage or he's Oasis? Got, he's got a massive workload lately. And it's also hard to say because there's a 10-point difference between they're like is Jacobs going to stick around in the RB1 territory? I'm going to say no, only because I like some of these names that are still mm-hmm. that are that are down there that uh, that aren't that far off. I'm keeping Josh Jacobs in my top 12. I think he finishes as the top 12 back. Um, let's see here. Through four games, he's got 12 receptions already. So if he just keeps that up. He's going to be at 50, 50 catches or so. It's going to be hard not to be a top 12 guy yeah. with 50 catches, 51 catches, you know? I mean, he had he had more touches than the rest of his team combined on Sunday. Yeah. So, that, I mean, and, they, and he's going to be going against the Chiefs next week. So, yeah, you got to think he's going to get another uh, 28 rushes and six targets in that game. So yeah, he, nah, he might he's gonna get all that, but yeah, I think he's cl- clearly got a role. Yeah, like, Raiders Chiefs, Raiders Chiefs. I mean, they're not, they they can't be conservative in that game. No, that's true. Uh, Derek Henry, just leave him in, right? I'm gonna leave him in. Yeah, it's hard. If he's healthy, he's an RB one. That's just yeah. all there is to it. So then the next question is Miles Sanders. Mm-mm. What are we doing there? Oh hell no. <clears throat> He's a mirage. Got Miles Sanders out. Yeah. Yeah. Get out of here. Even Miles as Sanders. a even as a Miles Sanders truther, I think I have to say you that can't have one he, game. You can't have one good game, and then everyone's like, "Yay, Miles Sanders is back." Well, he was I mean, good. His he was good in week one as well. He was good in, in week one. He had ninety six yards on thirteen carries. So he's got those ankles. Yeah. Well, some juicy, some funny, some names here. His uh his whole career is based upon whether he can stay healthy or not. So, and speaking right. of some health issues, the next three guys all have in their career have had 
some issues. Aaron Jones, what are you doing with him? How do you feel about him? I have to keep him in the – I have to – I mean, he's the main beneficiary sure. of Aaron Rodgers. Like, right, who who is higher in the pecking order than Aaron Jones for Green Bay? Am I missing somebody? You're not. Um, but the the extreme target load is not there. Mm. I mean, he's on pace for the same 50 tar- 51 yeah, catches or whatever. Targets. Yeah, there was a lot of people projecting 100 targets for him this year. And it's like, come on, slay roll. That's not what they're going to do. But, you know, a good 65 targets is, is fine. 70 targets, something like that. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Aaron Jones stick around. Right. Stick around the top. James Robinson. Uh, no one expected this guy to be a right. RB one, averaging uh, four four point four yards a carry. I think he'll be consistent, but I just think ETN eats into him a little bit eventually. Yeah. I this is like the ultimate sell high for me yeah. with James Robinson. Well, yeah, um, he's buoyed by some touchdown love. I mean, four touchdowns in four games that that had definitely helps the play, the scoring. Yeah, you know, when almost half of your scoring is from touchdowns. They, Something I mean, he, they were solid play. touchdowns. I mean, they were like they weren't just like goal line touchdowns. He was no, breaking, dude is breaking off runs. some big plays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that the risk with his knee or with his uh, ankle Achilles situation back there, plus the fact that Etn is there, plus the fact that a lot of his production is coming from, you know, long touchdowns. I think yeah. I'm, I'd take him out. So, and then the next one is Cordero Patterson, who's going to yeah. miss the next four games. So he's out. So we're one, two, three, four. We're booting four guys out of the RB1. Who are what four folks are taking their place? All right. So, guys that we think could potentially. Uh, I'm not putting Khalil Herbert in there, but okay. Damian Pierce, Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, Brees Hall. Man, it's a lot of names. Uh, DeAndre Swift is down there. Uh, JT is down there. Dalvin Cook and Najee Harris are at 20. There's, yeah, we're talking like RB26. Yeah. Can this can leap. Cool. What's the difference? So, I mean, the RB26, Najee Harris, he's got 45 points on the season. Which is it's only 13, 13 points four, away. 14 points below CPAT. Yeah. So two X two touchdowns. So it's really it's tight. It's I think your boys in here, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love I mean the fact that Damian Pierce got who's 14 right now got hundred percent of the rushes for Houston. The Texans stink. They're not gonna be scoring touchdowns. And you need to score touchdowns if you wanna you wanna get those if you wanna get that like supercharged uh, point total. Well let me give you some some information about Mixon because mm-hmm. I do think he's going to climb into the top twelve with he's that two point seven. but he's got eighty-two attempts, eighty-two rushing attempts. Wow, so twenty a game basically. Mm. And then he's also got twenty-four targets. That is massive. He if he averages six targets a game, you know he's talking well over hundred targets. That's more than CMC or one hundred and targets and less than Eckler. But anyway, Fournette. Let's let's just not. Fournette's at sixteen. I don't know. I don't. I, don't I think the wear and tear is going to eventually get to him. Plus, Rashad White is the, is eating into his workload. Yes. You know, he's getting on the field. So, I think Mixon is is going to jump in. I don't think yeah. Fournette is. How do you feel about Brees Hall, your boy? Ah, uh, man, I'd love him to be an RB one. See, the Jets have never had 
Oh, they haven't had a thousand yard rusher. Like Chris Ivory was a thousand yard rusher for them, and that was like five years ago. Like they've never right. had any kind of running back. Like Chris Ivory was like a flash in the pan. The fact that like Brees Hall's even in the conversation. Oh, 27 targets. I mean, that's got to come down a bit. He's kind of taken Probably. over. He's outstepped Carter the last two games. So he's taking the rollover. Uh, his usage is getting bigger and bigger. I think it's one of those things where they eased him in. And much like you see in running backs, you know, the, the veteran is there for the first couple games, and then yep. the talent comes through and the cream rises there, to the top. See the Swift, you just – yeah. I mean, if he's playing, he's an RB1. On a per game basis, he would be number seven. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I probably I say I was about to say I probably throw him in there, but I don't know because he's going to miss another game or two. Yeah, but but Swift has the capability of pulling, you know, just going berserk. He's one of the most explosive backs in the league. <laughs> yeah. And Jonathan Taylor is sitting there too. Yeah, I'm not putting Jonathan Taylor in, but I will no. put DeAndre Swift in. So I've already put three running backs in with Mixon, Hall, and Swift. Okay. And we got guys like Singletary, Rashad Penny, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris. I mean, he has the capability of easily another guy that's super explosive. He's just have one of those Dalvin Cook 30-point games, and then boom. Yeah. Next thing well, you know, he's the uh, RB5. As a Najee owner and apologist, I wish that there was more to his game. If Pickett doesn't come in and start throwing to him, he's not going to be an RB1. So I'm I'm a little worried that he's just a high end RB two at his peak, um, but I think Dalvin Cook probably ends up in there. So we are pulling Jamal Williams, Miles Sanders, James Robinson, and Cordell Patterson out. We're putting Mixon, DeAndre Swift, Dalvin Cook probably, and for me, it's Brees Hall. You got anybody else in mind? I mean, I guess uh, I mean I'm going to go Jonathan Taylor. I, I have to. Okay. This guy's the 101. And uh, he's fair enough, even though he's going to miss a game, which you know puts a dent in your all right. So let's move on to wide receiver, which wide receiver is a little less surprising. There's a lot of names we know, um, a lot of names that we expect. So Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, those are your top five, right? I put a break in there because the next one mm-hmm. I think could be debatable. Uh, we got Hollywood, Amara St. Brown. Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Jamar Chase. So we'll just skip the first five and start at Marquise Brown. Mr. Hollywood, what do you think happens? Hollywood Brown. That's surprising. Wide receiver six. Yep. Targets are there. I mean, it is obscene. Let's see. His uh, 45 targets. 45 targets. Yeah, I mean, he's getting treated as as a wide receiver one. So you got, uh, I guess, are we thinking about leaving Hollywood in for now? Sure. He's got the QB6 thrown to, to him. Right. Yeah, of course, exactly. I'm a Ross St. Brown in that in that uh, Lions offense. It feels real to me. He's missed a game, and he's still wide receiver seven. He also has, you know, he has a big time rushing touchdown too which kind of put him over the top yeah but he had 12 12 and nine targets in three games Mm. you know i mean that's 33 targets in three games that even without the uh six six point eight yard or six point eight points if you took away that rushing he would still be wide receiver 10 Mm. while wide receiver 11 while missing a game so that's impressive yeah 
Got to think Devontae will be there at the end. Yep, Devontae there. A.J. Brown, we're not moving him out. Christian Kirk. Ooh, Christian Kirk. Yeah, I, I think Kirk is here to stay. Cortland Sutton. Love me some Sutton. Yeah, this is where it's going to get interesting because we're not taking Jamar Chase out at 12. So if we're like, okay, well, all these guys are staying, well, then what happens to these other guys like CeeDee Lamb at 13, Debo at 14, T. Higgins at 15? You know, what are we doing with Mike Evans at 18? Like, are any of these guys going to jump people that are in the top 12 right now? I mean, Mike Evans just had like a 30-point day. Right, right, right. But that's what Mike Evans does. You know? Yeah, exactly. And then he's he'll put up a goose egg. Uh, I like CD. He'll I got to put him in there. Okay, but who are you taking out? I guess I'm not gonna, taking Sutton out. CD okay. Lamb is gonna be in there. Yeah. All right. So Lamb gets in over Sutton. All right. Debo. Hey, what, what are you doing with him? All right. So if he goes in, then who's coming out? <laughs> Hollywood. I'm I think AJ, maybe AJ Brown. You think A.J. Brown comes out? Yeah, it's just because they're prim- primarily a rushing offense. Yeah, and that may be true, except he still gets targets. 13, right. But what about, what about you know, Devonta Smith just out of nowhere decided, decides to have a monster game, and A.J. Brown's kind of just a decoy. Well, the year the, the game where Devontae Smith had a massive game, A.J. Brown went uh, 5 of 10 for 85 in a tutty. Even He's with some Devontae Smith going off, he had 85 – Yards and a touchdown because you know AJ Brown's an alpha. He's not scoring touchdowns. He has one touchdown in a year, which that just means there's positive regression coming his way. Mm, with the Philly offense, though, and we, we all kind of said this before the season. Is this is he going to score like maybe two or three more touchdowns? No, I think he probably ends up with seven or eight touchdowns. Which yeah, is I mean, he, I've seen two touchdowns called back. <laughs> from AJ yeah. Brown too, so yeah, I I can't pull AJ. Me personally, I cannot pull AJ Brown out because he gets targets and he's really efficient with his targets. He's a big yak guy, but I don't feel, yeah. I don't feel great about that. If I had to, if I was making this decision, Sutton comes out for CD, and then I think I'm pulling Hollywood out for Debo Samuel. And you know, I'm a I'm a big time Hollywood apologist, but we've seen it before where he starts out real strong and then. It kind of fades a little bit, and next thing you know, he's uh, a wide receiver too. And, and who knows with Tua, if you know, we might end up, we might get stuck with Teddy Bridgewater, you know, the rest of the season. Is he going to be able to support Hill and Waddle? Right. Yeah, it's true because Waddle became an afterthought in that offense once Tua was gone. They had that Alabama connection that, that uh. faded. <laughs> so Hollywood and Jalen Waddle could fall out. And he was so good those first three weeks. All right. So let's move on to the the probably most intriguing position because of how crazy it is right now. <laughs> That's tight end. This is our tight end scoring right now. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Zach Ertz, Higby, Gerald Everett, Pat Fryermuth, Tyler Conklin, Dallas Goddard, Will Disley. David and Joku and Darren Waller. I so we can, we can leave like the first four in. Well, I don't think Hawk is in the top four, but he's the top twelve guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we can just leave them. Love hurts. He was my secret weapon before the season started in my redrafts, and yeah. he's just he just he's just keeping it going from last end of last season when he was the yeah, tight end three. Rolling. He's still the yeah. tight end three. I mean, 
Hawk currently is, but Ertz is the tight end three. I think he will be the stat at the end of the season. So let's talk about oh, yeah. Tyler Higby. Does he stay in the top 12? I think, yeah. I mean, he's got more targets than anybody He's out targeting the whole, all every single tight end. All right. Well, Conklin's not going to be a tight end one. But I could see taking him out. I just I think when we get to the point where we're trying to find teams or players to put in, you're going to be like, mm, maybe not. Okay. Uh, Gerald Everett. How do you feel about Gerald Everett? I think he's six. here to stay. He's a tight end one. Yeah, I agree. Fryermuth is a tight end one. You already discussed Conklin. Dallas Goddard. Yeah, he's got no competition now in Philly. So all right, he's the. Will Disley. Will Disley can never keep it together. Well, here's the thing. Will Disley has a whopping 12 targets. Yeah. He's caught all 12 of them, so that's good. Yep. You know, and he's got three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't think that's sustainable. <laughs> no. All right. Mm-hmm. David Njoku. Yeah, he kind of came out of nowhere as as like a legit tight end. Yeah, uh, his last three games, he has 22 targets. Yeah. 5, 10, and 7. You know, that first week, I'll, th- I'll throw the first week out. Then he goes uh, three for 32, nine for 89, and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then five for 73, loses a fumble, but whatever. That's a fluke thing. Well, it doesn't take much to be a tight end one. I mean, if they're going to continue throwing him five, ten, seven times a game. All right, and then Darren Waller. I think we can just keep him. So the guys we're looking at that are dropping out, Conklin and Disley are out. Conklin all right? and Disley are out, yes. So, looking at who we have down here below. Yes. Uh, Moali Cox, uh, Hayden Hurst in Cincinnati. All of a sudden, Hayden Hurst is like a fantasy tight end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's finally like the clear starter. Well, he's in a nice uh, no there. offense as well. Yeah, right, right. Well, whatever. I'm not putting Hayden Hurst in the title. Not yet, not. I have a couple guys. I do too. But uh, Logan Thomas. Well, we have to put th- three. No, two. We got to replace Conklin and Disney, right? Yeah, at least two. Yeah. You know, so we'll just replace two. I'm not going to put Logan Thomas in. All right. So Tanya, Irv Smith. No. Okay. Kyle Pitts. This is the this is the one that's like I mean, we're four games in. And he he has the ability to have one game that'll make him a tight end one for the season. He does. <laughs> right? Like yeah, he'll just have like a He'll have a 180 yard, <laughs> that 12 catch game, <laughs> and it'll make him a tight end one. <laughs> right, right. He do nothing the rest of the weeks, and he'll still just be fall into one. a tight end one based on one game. Well, let's put Kyle Pitts in our top 12 and keep moving. Yeah, Evan Ingram. I'm just going to give you a list of names: Evan Ingram, yeah. Taysom Hill, OJ Howard, Colby Parkinson, Dawson Knox, Daniel Bellinger. And I think that's where we're going to stop. How about Evan Ingram? I know you're probably going to go Dawson Knox. I feel like that offense is going to con- it's going to continue to improve. Yeah, my problem with Ingram is that his target count goes four, eight, three, one. Yeah, that's not encouraging. No, uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, you know, you know what? I'll tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm throwing a wrench in things because I'm going back and I'm leaving Tyler Conklin in, so I'm just pulling Will Disley out and putting Kyle Pitts in. I don't feel comfortable about confident about any of these <sighs> second like these. These tight end twos right now, I don't feel confident about any of them. Yeah, they're tight ends. One it's game. Tough, could... like, right. One big game, and all of a sudden they're the tight end seven, you know? It's right. Crazy. I mean, Cameron Brait has no touchdowns, but he's got 19 targets, 11 catches for 100 yards. Well, I believe he's also going to uh, miss some time. It's pretty slim pickings, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of wraps up uh, our Mirage or Oasis. Perfect. 
first quarter of the season uh, analysis. It feels like we feel good, pretty good about the top 12 overall across. Yeah, that's going to be interesting how how everything gets flipped upside down. On the fancy pros, and I always suggest using it to people because it's just a really easy thing to use. All right, brother. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up, wrap it up. All right, all right, all right. Here we go, baby. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Hot Sauce Podcast. One, two, three, four. Larry Monkey and Justin Rogers. Talking Dynasty Football, baby.